what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. But I'm not looking for the Antichrist. I'm looking for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm listening out for that trump to sound because I'm going out of here. Y'all can come go with me if you want to. See, a lot of people don't know when the rapture is going to take place. Well, I'm going to tell you when it's going to take place. Revelation chapter 4 and verse 1. That's when the rapture takes place. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. And how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. your Bibles this morning, turn with me please to the book of 2 Kings chapter 8. Pick it up in verse 4 today. And the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, I pray thee, all the great things that Elisha has done. And it came to pass, as he was telling the king how he had restored a dead body to life, that behold, the woman whose son he had restored to life, cried to the king for her house and for her land. And Gehazi said, My lord, O king, this is the woman, and this is her son, whom Elisha restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him, So the king appointed unto her a certain officer, saying, Restore all that was hers and all the fruits of the field since the day that she left the land, even until now. And I want to continue with the message we started last week, a time of restoration. Our story today begins when the king of Israel, he asked Gehazi, who was Elisha's servant for many years, he said, tell me about the great things that Elisha has done. And boy, did Gehazi have some stories to tell. You and I are the Lord's servants today. And boy, have we got some stories to tell of how God has touched us and healed us. But 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 says that we are to study, to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And in 1 Peter 3 and verse 15, the Bible says we're to sanctify the Lord God in our hearts, and we're to be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you of the reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. We're to be ready when people ask us. And I have found that if you're living right, people question that. And when they ask you, you need to tell them. It's because of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done within my heart and within my life. Peter said here that we are to tell them of the hope that's in us. The Word of God is the only book in the world that gives us true hope. 
Now, the world out here has hope. They hope by putting in the right numbers they can win the lottery. And if they this and if they that, then this will happen. And, you know, if I answer all the right questions correctly, I'll land that job. And, you know, the list goes on and on. If, if, if. But the Word of God is not founded on if. It is founded on a Savior that will never fail. His word will never fail. His word will go forth and it will not come back unto him void. And if God has said it in his word, it will come to pass. It's not an issue of if it's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. It's just a matter of when it is going to happen. And the Bible is the only book in the world that gives us true hope. But it's only for those who believe now, Gehazi was telling the king about a resurrection. He told the king about a great woman of Shunem who built a room onto her house and furnished it for Elisha to stay. He told the king how she could not have any children and how the Lord spoke through Elisha and said that she would bring forth a son and a short time later, she conceived and she brought forth that son at the due season for which Elisha had said. He went ahead and told the king about how the little boy died when he was four or five years of age and how the Lord moved through Elisha to bring that boy back to life. A resurrection. Folks. You and I are the servants of the Lord today. We all want to hear him say one day, well done, good and faithful servant. He's not going to say good and successful servant, although there are going to be some who are successful. There are going to be some who are not successful. But the reward of God is not going to be because of success. It's going to be because of your faithfulness. Faithfulness to the Word of God. Faithfulness to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And folks, just as Gehazi told the king about a resurrection, you and I are supposed to tell this world out there about a resurrection. Just as Gehazi told the king about a miracle child that was born, you and I are supposed to tell the world about another miracle child that was born of the Virgin Mary. His name is Jesus Christ, how he lived a perfect life, how he died on Calvary's cross, and how he rose from the grave the third day. And we need to tell them what the Bible says in Romans 10 and verse 9, that if we'll confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. That's the gospel right there in a nutshell. And I've done this within just a few minutes' time. You can share what I've just told you right now. You can share this with somebody while you're gassing up your car. When those telemarketers call you and they bug you wanting to buy some solar panels to put on your house, and they get you on the phone, have you got a minute? I sure do. Let me tell you about the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you start talking about Christ, I guarantee you they will not call you back anymore. Glory to God. So we need to be telling the world about the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
But we also need to be warning them about some things to come. And Elisha warned this woman about a famine that was coming. If you'll look there in verse 8, Elisha said, Arise and go with your household and sojourn, for the Lord has called for a seven-year famine upon the land. Folks, the Word of God tells us that there is a seven-year tribulation period coming. Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 21, For then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world of this time, no, nor ever shall be. When we read in the book of Revelation, we read of seven seal judgments. We read about seven trumpet judgments. We read about seven vile judgments. All of these judgments are horrible events that are going to take place on this planet, and it's not going to be very far off, folks. The Bible talks about the time when there are going to be wars and famine, disease, earthquakes, meteorites coming out of the heavens and slamming into the earth, slamming into the ocean and causing tsunamis which will wipe out cities and change the topography of the earth. A horrible time when demon spirits will be loose from the pit and, and torment men till they will beg and scream to die. My friend, you do not want to be here during that time because it's going to be a time when billions of people will die and they will die an awful agonizing painful death elisha told that woman in verse 2 said you need to pack up and go and the bible says that she did after the saying of the man of god folks god has made a way for us to escape all these things that are coming it's called the rapture of the church. And only faith in the finished work of Christ and what he did at Calvary qualifies us for that event. Glory to God. I dreamed about it the other night. I do not have the words to describe to you. The Bible says it's going to happen in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, but to describe it to you, I'm going to have to describe it to you in, in slow motion. I, I was just like being in an elevator and, and the elevator starts to go up and you feel the, the, the pressure and, and the movement under your feet as you're being lifted up. But as I was being lifted up, I noticed how the horizon was, was changing. I was getting higher and higher and higher, and, and my mind could not comprehend exactly what was taking place. And, and it was ta it was, I was being lifted faster and faster and faster. And my mind could not process what was happening. And then all of a sudden I realized this is the rapture of the church. <laughs> Glory to God. And I could feel it in my heart. And there was a joy there. And I began to thank God. Because this thing for which I have longed for and heard about all my life was taking place. And I was taking a part in it. And it was such a glorious happening. Thank God the rapture is taking place. And then I woke up. God has a sense of humor. 
And then I woke up. He said, you still got some more work to do. And folks, we've all got some more work to do. We've got to tell this world about the judgment that's coming on this planet. And we've got to tell them about the only one who can get them out of this mess before it takes place. Only faith in the finished work of Christ qualifies us for that event. It opens up the door for the Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts. It opens up the door for the power of the Holy Spirit to work in our lives so that we can do according to what is written in the Word of God. The Bible says she did according to the saying of the man of God. And the only way you and I today can do according to the Word of God is by faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary and listen, have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying and then walk out what God has worked in. Walk after the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Well, Brother James, how do you know that the rapture is going to get us out of this mess? I know it because the Word of God teaches us. It's called the blessed hope. Jesus said in Luke 21, verse 36, that we are to watch and pray always that we be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 9, the Bible says that God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 7, the Bible says that the, the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he who now letteth, or hinders, will hinder till he be taken out of the way. That's the church. Then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. That's the Antichrist. People are all up in the air about, is this the mark of the beast, and is that the mark of the beast? I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that, because it might be the mark of the beast. You don't have to worry about that right now. You need to be aware of it. You need to know that, that the stage is being set right now for the rise of the Antichrist, but I'm not looking for the Antichrist. I'm looking for the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm listening out for that trump to sound, because I'm going out of here. Y'all can come go with me if you want to. The book of Revelation, chapter 4, verse 1. See, a lot of people don't know when the rapture is going to take place. Well, I'm going to tell you when it's going to take place. Revelation, chapter 4, and verse 1. That's when the rapture takes place. The Bible says, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show you the things which must be hereafter. When you look at the book of Revelation, the first chapter deals with the vision of the Lord Jesus Christ. Chapters 2 and 3 deal with the churches, the church age. He ends with the church at Laodicea. And when you read the things that were written there to the church at Laodicea, and you look at what is happening in the church today, my friend, we are the church at Laodicea. And Revelation chapter 3 ends with the church at Laodicea. Oh, but chapter 4, verse 1 tells us that we're going to be raptured out. That's where we're at. 
Jesus Christ stands even at the doors. And my friend, you're talking about a time of restoration. <laughs> glory to God. We're going to put on a glorified body, the Bible says. Corruption's going to put on incorruption. Mortality's going to put on immortality. The sin nature that is giving all of us a problem right now, that's going to be removed. The old devil that has his way with us right now is going to be done away with because we're, so, we're going to forever be with the Lord Jesus Christ. And the devil don't want nothing to do with the Lord Jesus jesus christ glory to god after that seven year famine in israel the woman came back if you look there in verse three second kings eight verse three the bible says that at the end of the seven year tribulation period we're going to come back with christ he's going to fight the battle of armageddon the antichrist is going to gather the armies of the world and he's going to set out to do what Herod, Haman, and Hitler tried to do. Kill all the Jews. Well, why is it all about the Jews? God has promised a lot of things in his word. And a lot of it has to do with Israel. And Satan has reasoned in his mind that if he can destroy these ancient people, then these prophecies that has been given to us in the word of God will not come to pass. That's why the Middle East and Israel is the hot spot of the world. All the eyes of the world are focused on Israel. And Satan will try to kill these people because if he can destroy these people, then the promises of God cannot be fulfilled. The word of God will fall to the ground and he will be supreme over the whole universe. But let me tell you, God's word will not fail. As the Antichrist gathers those armies to try to destroy Israel, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come back on a white horse. He will tread the wine press alone. He will speak a word and people will die. The blood will flow six feet deep up to the horse's bridle up to 180 miles. It'll take months to bury all the dead bodies. And you and I are just going to be sitting back watching it. When we come back with him, this world is going to look a lot different. Entire cities will be destroyed. But the Lord's going to restore it all back. He's going to set up his kingdom to rule and reign for a thousand years. But like I said, when we come back with him, this world's going to look a lot different. When this woman came back after the seven-year famine things looked a lot different than it did when she left. I mean, they want a green leaf on a tree anywhere, not a green blade of grass to be found anywhere. There were dead animal carcasses laying in around everywhere, and I mean, it was awful. And while she was gone, she found out that some folks moved in her house, and they took over her land. Folks, while you and I are going to be with the Lord in heaven during the seven-year tribulation period, the Antichrist is going to move in and take over. He will present his mark to the world and force all, who great and small, to take a mark in the right hand and the forehead that no man might be able to buy or sell unless they've got the mark. And if you don't take the mark, then you'll have your head cut off. I hear people tell me all the time, 
you know, when that rapture takes place, then I'll know the Word of God is true, and I'm going to get right with God. My friend, let me tell you something. If you can't live it now, you ain't going to be able to live it then. Now, I also share this with you. The Bible says that God's going to send a strong delusion that they'll believe a lie and be damned. That lie is already being set up right now with UFOs and flying saucers and all this kind of stuff. My friend, when you look at a debate over television and our political leaders are fixing to come in and take over office and one of the questions is about aliens. I'm not talking about aliens coming across the border. I'm talking about little green men coming down in spaceships and this kind of thing. The world is being set. The minds of the people are being geared in this direction to explain away the rapture of the church. While we're gone, the Antichrist is going to move in and take over Israel. Jesus said in John 5:43, I've come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. Another will come in his own name, and him you will receive. Israel rejected Christ, but they'll accept the Antichrist, and millions are going to die at his hands. He'll set out to kill the Jews at the Battle of Armageddon, as I've just mentioned. But the Lord's going to fight that battle and when it's all over, Israel is going to look upon him and cry. Zechariah 13, verse 6, What are these wounds in thy hands? And he shall answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. All of Israel will then accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their Messiah and Lord. Now about the time that Gehazi was telling the king about this woman and her son and how Elisha had raised him from the dead. She happened to come in the door. God's timing is just as important as what he's going to do. It just so happened as Gehazi was telling the king about this great miracle, here she walks in the door. And Gehazi says, My Lord, O king, this is the woman, and this is her son, whom Elisha restored to life. And the king asked the woman, and she told him, And the king appointed unto her a certain officer. Keep that phrase in your mind, if you will. Appointed unto her a certain officer, saying, Restore all that was hers and all the fruit of the field since the day that she left the land, even until now. Just as this woman's house, field, and land was restored, folks, Israel is going to be restored. The Lord Jesus Christ, He's coming back. He's coming back to set up his kingdom to rule and to reign in this world for a thousand years. And the first thing he's going to do after the battle of Armageddon is he's going to put a chain around that old devil and cast him in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. Now that right there alone is going to make a big difference in this world. When the Lord rules in this world, there'll be no more war. No more war. A million dollars every second is spent on weapons for war around the world. You think of that. The Bible says that when the Lord comes back and sets up his kingdom, 
they will beat their swords in the plowshares. Glory to God. There'll be no more sickness, no more death, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more that things that kill, steal, and destroy. The animal kingdom's going to be restored back to what God originally intended for it to be. The moon and the sun is going to be restored back to what God intended it to be. It's going to be seven times brighter than what it is right now. And the Bible speaks about the healing powers of the sun during that time is going to heal the earth to such an extent that the deserts will bloom with roses and men will be able to plant crops there. It's going to be a time of peace and prosperity like this world has never known before. And those of us who are saved right now, we're going to be the appointed officers. I told you to remember that. You can find it there in 2 Kings 8 verse 6. The king appointed a certain officer to go with her to make sure that all of this was restored. The Bible says that you and I are going to rule and reign with Christ during that time. You and I are going to be the appointed officers. If you want to say it, we'll be the police of the world during that time of restoration. And my friend, what a day that's going to be. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.